David Letterman received the Mark Twain Award, whatever that is. I guess it's a big deal. And uh, his beard is crazy. That is just a crazy looking beard. There's there's the beard. There's the, you know, beards are in that sort of thing going with the beard. And then there's just you look like a crazy person. And that's what Letterman's decided to do. But he's old and rich, so he can do whatever he wants. I made a severe beard miscalculation, I'm afraid. I, uh, I let my winter beard go into summer this past year. And I was about a week into a new winter beard, and Judy said, so you uh, growing your, your beard out? I said, yeah, yeah, I think so. She said, oh, okay. Well, place. Place. I know the inflections, the word choices, the size, the breaths of that woman. Likes people the, who know, you know things really well. You know the breaths of your wife? No, breaths. Breaths. Idiot. Well, I know them both. Well, all three. Come to think of it. Depending on how you look at it. Uh, I'd say, all right, what, would you prefer I not? Well, um, no, it's fine. I, I like you clean shaven, she said. Mm. So, no winter beard this year, apparently. But again, it was my mistake letting it go into summer. I overplayed my hand. <laughs> and we've got a restaurant in uh, Long Beach that was uh, going next door to get Popeye's chicken and bringing it over to their restaurant and serving it. <laughs> and charging funny. like twice as much, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, which yeah. is pretty funny. <laughs> I Sorry. just love that. Maybe we'll I get love that it on later. every level. Everybody wins. <coughs> fabulous. This is not fabulous. It sounds fabulous, but it's not. They think the world of insects has declined by 50 to 76% in about a quarter century. Says Scott Black, executive director of Mosquitoes, a nonprofit. Spiders? Uh, all sorts of flying Katie bugs. Did's. Grasshoppers. Oh, effing insects. Mm. Just, yes, insects. Trying to nail it down here. For those of us I Ladybugs. look, I think all of us are disturbed and all of us are seeing fewer insects. On warm summer nights, you used to see them around streetlights. Not anymore. I haven't noticed that. Small but growing number of scientific studies suggest that insects are on the wane. I Cater- believe that. I, I haven't personally felt like there are less insects. But. Caterpillar, that's an insect, right? Yeah, it should be. And the butterfly, when it turns it, that's a, okay. It's a different insect. No, it's not. It's the same. A windscreen phenomenon, oh, it's, um, they talk about the methodology. Between 18, I'm sorry, not 18, 1989 and 2016, the biomass of flying insects captured in these regions decreased by a seasonal average of 76%. Other scientists say that's bigger than we've observed. We've observed about 50%. So the conservatives on the issue. So this is awesome, right? No, it's terrible. Oh, it's got to be great. Ah, uh, blah, 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 a very uh, good study, et cetera, et cetera. Though some missing insects may be pests, bloodsuckers or crop eaters, plenty of insects are productive members of a healthy ecosystem. Even mosquitoes feed fish and other animals. I'm going to start calling vegetarian crop eaters. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Uh, da, 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 da. In 2006, these two scientists estimated that wild insects provide $57 billion worth of custodial services in the United States each year. They bury animal dung, prey on pests, and pollinate plants. Job stealers. <laughs> That's right. They're taking jobs away from Americans. Undocumented insects. So, uh... If you like to eat nutritious fruits and vegetables, you should thank an insect. If you like salmon, you should thank a tiny fly that the salmon eats when they're young. The whole fabric of our planet is built on plants and insects and the relationship between the two. I'm not, I'm not going to look into this. I, uh, um, uh, I don't need to know more about it. I'm perfectly willing to accept that I'm, there's a reason for insects to be here. 
So um, I'll go with that. Uh, but do they have how any... enlightened of you? Mm. But do they guess as to why? Is it the climate change thing or pollution? Or... Yeah, there are a couple of guesses, and 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 you know, one is fairly obvious: pesticide. Um, so spraying the air with poisons that kill insects is decreasing the number of insects. Whoa, slow down. Uh, that that they they're wondering about climatic changes and other variables. Um, and they've eliminated those they think. In fact, the temperature increase over the study period should have benefited flying insects, not killed them off. Uh, one culprit could be the alteration of landscape itself, uh, agriculture that surrounds now the habitats. This suggests a possible role for fertilizer and pesticides, et cetera, et cetera. Can you imagine some sort of world crisis coming like this that, you know, everybody's prepared for all these other things? Oh, yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's the insects are disappearing and it's going to ruin the entire planet. Well, during that whole uh, the the bee thing, the, the vanishing bees, hive devastation complex or whatever the heck the, the term was, I was really into that. I was really worried about it because I'm better than you. And because, you know, if insect, the insect life, 80% of the world's species are insects. Did you know that? I did know that. Mm, oh, you did? Because I have little kids. And I shouldn't have you wasted these, your time. Little I kids tell you these sorts of things. I didn't know that, Joe. I learned something. Thanks, Sean. There are 900,000 different kinds of living insects. That's too many. That we, <laughs> we know of. Um, uh, the number of living species of insects has been uh, estimated to be 30 million. Insects probably have the largest biomass of the terrestrial animals at any time it is estimated that there are some 10 quintillion individual insects alive they learn uh they they discover new insects on a regular basis still that they didn't even know exist i heard about that in the paper the other day they'll go into places in africa and discover a bunch of insects they didn't even know existed on planet earth we still don't even know them all there's so many by the way we got this text which uh, helps with the conversation what's the last (laughs) thing to go through a bug's mind as it hits the windshield (laughs) of your car oh boy huh I'm familiar with that old uh, witticism. His heine, I believe, is the punchline. He would used a more earthy term, but yes. Previous research focused on certain groups of insects, such as ladybugs or California's monarch butterflies, which have also showed sharp declines. I'm not seeing any study that is showing insects are doing well, said uh, one of these here scientists. I would be more worried if we hadn't just gone through the whole bee thing. Went down. It came, they didn't know why. Came back up. They don't know why. Yeah, I don't. I don't find that reassuring. I mean, it might. It might prove to be an anomaly. It might okay, prove if, to, to show a pattern. Okay, if I were to get really worried about it's this, it's a non-starter. It's a nothing. To okay, me. if I were to take, to take this very seriously, and I wish you would, and be concerned, please. What effect is that going to have <laughs> on the whole insect? Thing? If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Damn, I'm not sure I am. Hashtag save the bugs. <laughs> Everybody use the hashtag. Everybody. And everybody uses some Tweet sort of bug emoji. Exactly. And the Facebook. The, mm-hmm. Blog about it. Everybody. Uh, so, yeah, that would be something, though. We're all worried about old fathead and right. his nukes and, and whether, you know, the current occupant of uh, whatever executive position uh, is or is not responsible. Uh, it's a Trump-free Monday, so I can't mention him, and I can't even come close. It's just, it's the rule. Sorry. So anyway, everything everybody's worried about, all of a sudden we realize there's a catastrophic disappearance of bugs, which means there's a catastrophic disappearance of fish and, and, and amphibians, which plunges our wetlands into a death spiral, and before you know it... Worldwide food shortage. Word, well, well, that, cannibalism, zombie apocalypse... 
God knows what. Absolutely. I'm telling you, there is a decent chance this story that I just told you about is the biggest story of the of the century. Certainly could be. Or maybe not. Two-thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. Oh, my God. I have another story Houston on that Astros topic. Astros buying a hat today. Long-time Astros fan. There's a huge salmon die-off in Washington State, too. They're thinking it's all the road dust, everything that comes off of your car, every, you know, the exhaust, the brake dust, et cetera, et cetera. It rains. It goes straight into the rivers. They're having a catastrophic coho salmon die-off. What was the thing you mentioned? I said I came across something. Oh, the hormones in the water. It's another factor in the... uh, How do you make a hormone? How? Don't pay her. Oh, boy. Hey, no. A recent major study uh, traced a major coho salmon die-off to contaminants from roads and automobiles, brake dust, oil, fuel, chemical fluids that go into the watershed. And wait, there's more. And I've been on this for a long time. Um... It's coming up any day. Any, any what do you minute. think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm a Christian man. We're not going to have Pepsi with baby flavoring in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one right there. Uh, where is it? It's a quote from a researcher. Well, Be honorable. Crush the snakes under your feet. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Oh, I just can't get tired of him. Losers, in other oh, words. What the? Alex Trebek? You're Lo- not Alex. Losers, in other words. Wrong, Alex. <laughs> Alex. Wrong. That's Alex. Alex. How All right, dare so, you? So anyway, um, the, the long and short of it is that the pharmaceuticals being washed into the rivers and streams, flushed down toilets, et cetera, et cetera, are dumping a tremendous number of hormones into the rivers, and they're affecting the fish reproduction. You got the feller fish who are so full of estrogen, they're not fellers anymore. I'm telling you. Almost every guinea pig is horribly deformed with their testicles on top of their heads. <laughs> Just no way to go through life. I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a Christian man. I'd wear a hat. Um, we got a bunch of texts. I think all the insects are hanging out at my house. If you're looking for the insects, they're in my backyard. A lot of those. Yeah, I feel that way too. I'd be more concerned if I weren't besieged by uh, mosquitoes all the time. Um, Jimmy Kimmel's famous Halloween prank that he does every single year is coming under a lot of pressure. Uh-oh. This year around to not do it. If you don't know what it is, we'll explain it to you. you got the restaurant serving Popeye's chicken. Go, go in to get Popeye's chicken, bring it to the restaurant and serve it. It's just kind of funny. Um, oh, and, um, what is uh, replacing being buried or cremated? The new way. Shot into space. That's what I want. No, it's kind of gross and... Disturbing sounding, but it's the common thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Huh. Uh, all the stuff on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. that he went through to call me out of my name and empty barrel and all the work that I've done in this community. Not only does he owe me an apology, but he owes an apology to the American people because when he lied on me, he lied to them.
and I don't think that's fair, and I, I think it's wrong. And yes, he does owe the American people an apology for lying on one of their congresswomen. I'd never heard that expression before. <laughs> don't lie on me. Mm. Apparently that's a thing. So uh, that's uh, America's favorite beheaded numbskull, Frederico Wilson. I will tell you this, and I think very, very highly of General Kelly, and I've said so. His description of her speech opening up that building, we all talked about it last week. Just if you're not familiar, you're not familiar. Um, it, it would appear the general misremembered some of it. Her speech was self-serving, but it wasn't quite as egregious as he described it. Um, I'm going to attribute it to the frailties of human memory. And the fact that he found her disturbingly self-serving at the time, and, and boy, every study of human memory ever done, as far as I can remember, shows that our, our memories evolve a lot. It's disturbing. It, it is, is it's terrifying. so disturbing. It is. How, how, how amazing it would it be if you could go back to all the things you remember about childhood, your parents, this, that, something that happened in school, and see them for real and find out, wow, that's not even close. It's not even close to what I remember. Right. What it make right. you? Why do? Why do we even have memories? What's the point of this? We create a narrative about ourselves or others by changing them over time. Apparently, <laughs> you want to hear something nutty? I uh, I was talking to my parents over the weekend, and you know how I'm always talking about how I grew up in in right outside Chicago and in the Midwest. Blah blah blah. Turns out, no, we were sharecroppers in Jamaica. <laughs> and I, how I came up with the whole Chicago thing, I do not know. But yeah, it's disturbing. And you know, I'm I'm supposed to be on jury duty this week. I got uh, I had to hang my hanging rope up in the garage again because uh, they didn't need me today. But I got to check. They back wouldn't again. have arrested him if they weren't guilty. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so I got to check back to see if I'm needed again tomorrow. But one thing I love reading about criminal justice, and I probably should have been a lawyer. But um, witness testimony is is terrible, absolutely terrible. Witness IDs are is they're wrong as often as they're right. People misremember what happened. They can be steered. They can be influenced. They will change their story multiple times, not because they're liars, but because their memory evolves. It's really, it's really kind of disturbing. Hmm. Uh, dang it. Yeah, I know. Dang it. Maybe I should have taken notes at the time after I had that incident with that uh, scumbag homeless person who uh, threatened to kill my children because I'm uh, speaking at uh, some sort of city council meeting or something tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Well, it's recent enough. You'll probably be pretty accurate. What you ought to do is write down your memories. So this of group it. of guy on this guys on horses came at me. <laughs> well, they were they were guys. Happened. They were apes. It was like it was a planet of the apes. <laughs> <laughs> but write down your recollections now, and then in fifteen years, you tell the story and see how it's changed. Just to be horrified, right? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, you know, that's funny. This kind of fits in with this. Because we thought we had a way to figure uh, to 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 fix this problem, right? Body cameras have no effect on police actions. A new study says an 18-month study of more than 2,000 officers in Washington found that those with cameras used force at about the same rate as those without. Ooh, that's uh, that's uh, I I think they're asking the wrong question. That's an interesting question whether it would alter behavior, but certainly a co-equal question would be. Will it document what actually happens so we can sort through it and make sure justice is done? Gotcha. That's interesting, though. Um, do you know uh, the bit Jimmy Kimmel does every Halloween, and I think he's planning to do it again this year? 
Oh yeah, the, but he's the, getting a lot of pressure. Uh, the Halloween candy thing. So he uh, he asks parents to tell their kids the next morning that they ate oh. all their kids' Halloween candy, and then they they videotape it, and send in the video, and right? Send it of to their children to crying and angry. And yeah, and and regularly disappointed, it's, betrayed. It's regularly uh, this. I would never do this because I know how my kids would react. They they would fall to the ground crying. Mm. What joy I would take in that, I can't imagine. That, does, that is often the re, the response of the kids. Does it make me a bad person that I find it amusing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so anyway, there's a there's a movement toward trying to keep Kimmel from doing it. I don't know, but I just Kimmel's dead to me. It's up to the individual parent whether you want to do that. I mean, I, I'm guessing that if you do that sort of thing, you do a number of things that I wouldn't particularly think were a good idea. So you know, you get to do what you you wouldn't like some of the stuff I do probably. But jeez, my kids would be devastated if i said i ate all your candy last night i mean just crush them ha ha fool you and it's, i don't get it but that's me well, you, you, you send them the message i will lie to you and toy with your emotions for my own amusement that's a well, good valuable I have lesson done that many times throughout their lives got your nose is a similar ruse i did not indeed take the nose from your face and pretend to uh, walk around with oh it. my god my nose has been amputated it's been amputated wait a minute it's still there that's right yeah yeah or my act that i've been doing and it it's it, it doesn't work on the oldest one anymore still works on the youngest one they can't find something i i find it i walk up i say i knew it i grab them i put them in a headlock it's in your ear the whole time and i pull it oh. out that oh, trick all the time. Again. <laughs> I love it. Deceptive. <laughs> that Lego block was not in my ear. You were lying to me since I was like two years old. <laughs> there was nothing in my ear but wax. So why should I believe that college is a good idea? Liar. You say I should go to school. You also said I had Legos in my ear. I don't know what you to believe. Plus, every Sunday night you make them dress up and do the final scene from Death of a Salesman. Every single Sunday night. <laughs> a lot of bad parenting. My uh, kindergartner was reacting last night in bed. The, the, uh, his portrayal of the middle goat in the, uh, the Billy Goat Gruff story. Hmm. He got tagged with the middle goat position. The underappreciated middle goat. Not a lot, he, not he a lot t- there. He ties it all together to me. His older brother had been the troll, so I think they oh, just, you know, just the way it goes. Recognize a certain talent for that. Wow, you probably ought to write a, a learned paper and call it Middle Goat Syndrome. The Second Child in Middle Goat Syndrome. Oh, yeah, he'll have a, an essay someday about him being the middle goat and his brother was a troll and how it devastated him. Right, right, and he'll get lots of likes on his blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the same experience. You suck and your blog sucks. I hope you die. Ah, the internet. Where, where were we? What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips, on a Trump-free Monday? Indeed, just reported U.S. doubling down in Afghanistan. We got a major Moscow security software company fighting back against charges they're linked to Putin. You're dead to us, Kaspersky. Dead. And uh, more on Bill O'Reilly's reported $32 million harassment settlement. We hear from another accuser. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. You suck and your blog sucks. I hope you die. <laughs> that is modern America. Um, I didn't get to the restaurant serving Popeye's chicken, which is kind of funny. And it's not a Popeye's. You see, that's the key to the story. <laughs> yeah. Popeye's can serve Popeye's chicken. The restaurant next door probably should. Right. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
interesting. I'm reading this. Um, Jimmy Carter did an interview with uh, Maureen Dowd of the New York Times. Bunch of interesting stuff in there. He's not an Obama fan, which you would think he would be, but he's not. Yeah, I could see, yeah, assuming that. They're both pretty liberal Democrats. But they got on the topic of Russia. Did the Russians purloin the election from Hillary? And Jimmy Carter said, Rosie, that's his wife, and I have a difference of opinion on that. She said they obviously did. Jimmy Carter said, I don't think there's any evidence that what the Russians did changed votes or any votes. Enough votes or any votes. Right. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. For all the uh, howling out there by a giant chunk of the country and all the media that it's obvious that that's what happened. Um, Carter's not on board. Dangerously close to a violation there, but we'll Just let it go. Just talking about the election system in America. It's a Trump-free Monday on the yeah. Armstrong and Getty Show. News now with Marshall Phillips. Now sentencing being delayed for Army deserter Bo Bergdahl in Fort Bragg. Court recessing until Wednesday morning after the defense filed a motion to dismiss the case. you got a lot of legal wrangling going on right now. And the New York Times is reporting the CIA is expanding its covert operations in Afghanistan. This as Secretary of State Rex Tillerson made a quick unannounced stop in that country. We have to continue the fight against the Taliban and against others in order for them to understand they will never win a military victory. Tillerson meeting with the Afghan president and other top officials at Bagram Air Force Base. So promising them eternal war unless they come to the table. Has somebody bought a table and chairs? What's, what's, what are we waiting for? So there was an editorial board, I think, of the New York Post said that the Congress needs to assert its role in this whole war thing, which I and Rand Paul and a lot of others have been saying for a long time. So now we got troops in all kinds of countries. As Lindsey Graham said, the war has moved to Africa. Yep. We're going around. We're fighting people all still under the we got attacked on 9-11 by Al-Qaeda thing um, without re-arguing whether or not we should or how much money or who's in charge. And now the CIA is playing a larger role, yep. which doesn't have any of the kind of oversight that the military has, um, where you call people in and question them and the voter has any idea what's going on. CIA playing a much larger role in Afghanistan. We're just spreading more and more fighting without any... Well, it's all, it's all determined by a couple of people. Right. Make all the decisions. That's not the way it's supposed to work. It's the way it's working now. Moscow-based Kapersky Lab is going to open up its antivirus software for review by outside parties. That move's coming about a month after the U.S. government barred agencies from using the company's antivirus products, citing security concerns and suspected links to the Kremlin. Kaspersky Lab says it'll provide the source code of its software, including updates and threat detection rules updates for independent review and assessment. That's fine, but I'm going to err to the side of caution and use a non-Russian-based software. There you go. Sorry, Kaspersky. Former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly condemning a new report of a sexual harassment settlement. New York Times reporting O'Reilly agreed to a $32 million settlement with former Fox News legal analyst Liz Wheel in January. A month later, Fox signed O'Reilly to a contract extension. On Twitter, O'Reilly's condemning the report as lies and smears. Meanwhile, another O'Reilly accuser and former Fox anchor Juliet Huddy, who left Fox after 18 years. A few months later, after she left, it was revealed she'd settled a six-figure sexual harassment claim against O'Reilly with the news outlet and had signed a non-disclosure agreement. Huddy now telling NBC's Megyn Kelly that 
She'd imagine many women in her situation might regret signing those NDAs. I think people have regrets. I think people have regrets when they sign non-disclosure agreements. I, I would imagine that they do. I think it's um, it's something that you grapple with when you're going through it, and then you try. You think it's the best move to make, but it's not, not necessarily the best move. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough call right yeah. there. I don't even know what I would tell my own wife, you know, if, if or sister or mom or whatever in that situation. I mean, because you can uh, you can do the court thing, but you're going to be sitting there on the stand and got to tell your story with a with a lawyer who's going to come after you hard. And in the modern world, if it's a high profile thing, right. you know, all the all the trolls that exist mm-hmm. and uh, digging into your life, or you could take that giant chunk of money from the scumbags in question and live a great life. Right. Buddy. Take a chunk out of them, make them compensate you, and move on. But that's always going to include the non-disclosure. Right. Sure. Huddy added that many women avoid taking their claims to court. They are afraid that their careers could be torpedoed. And when asked if she had received any new job offers since she left Fox last year, Huddy said no. No new job offers. Well, it's entirely possible because cute newsreaders are a dime a dozen, but I don't know. The 2017 World Series matchup is set. The Dodgers will be facing the Houston Astros in the fall classic. It's first bird into center. Springer says he's got it. The Houston Astros win the pennant. So Joe believes they're going to lean hard on the whole flood-ravaged town. Till you want to kill yourself. (laughs) Houston, which has suffered so much. Putting their hopes and dreams on the backs of these young men. I mean, it's just going to be relentless. Um, it's the first time two 100-win teams have uh, faced in the World Series in almost half a century, which is a long time, although oftentimes the team with the fewest wins wins the World Series, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. They play 162 freaking games. Um, I'm going to buy a Houston Astros hat. I'd love to see them beat the Dodgers. That'd be freaking awesome. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. You're a bandwagon jumper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's my whole strategy. From wagon it's my, to wagon. It's my entire strategy. You still got your Florida Marlins hat? I do. I have it somewhere. Longtime Marlins fan. I was a fan for, jeez, two weeks. I'd like to make this uh, agreement with Joe Buck. Is Fox got the series? I think they do, don't they? Uh, who cares? I believe so. Whoever the announcers are. For every second of... Houston needs something to be joyful about for every second of that. When they lose to the Dodgers, because they'll probably lose, I need a second of, first it was the pain of the hurricane, now it's the humiliation of the Dodgers losing. If their hopes and dreams are rising and falling on their baseball team, I want to hear the doom. Uh, the Astros have let down a city that was already <laughs> devastated. I want a lot of that. <laughs> I, I want to hear the doom. Is that a full book or just one of the chapters from your book? <laughs> um, yeah, I might have to tune in just to see how big they go with video of uh, neighborhoods underwater, etc., etc. So we got in the restaurant that was serving Popeye's chicken. Yeah. And it wasn't a Popeye's. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
got to be a technical. He's got to be thrown out. And Curry has been thrown out of the game. I mean, he threw his mouthpiece in the direction of the official. Did they throw the doll out as well? Curry's done. They threw Dickie Durant out, too. America's most likable team with the boyish Steph Curry throwing his mouthpiece at a referee and getting thrown out of the game. Now, if that were uh, a different player, I think people would think, what a bum. He's uh, chucked his mouthpiece a couple of times. Keep that thing in your mouth, man. Nobody wants to see your spit all over him. And the very likable Kevin Durant also? Yes, he was uh, none too pleased with the referee's decision to kick out his teammate, um, gave him a very unique your number one salute. And uh, got the old heave-ho as well. Wow. He stuck his middle finger in the face of the ref. <laughs> Steve Curry's going to have to tie on his sneakers and get to work. They're throwing everybody out. Which I'm laughing because that's the team I'm rooting for. If it were a different team, scumbags, criminals, thugs. One and two, thugs. blow them up. They're a bunch of bums. Uh, one more thing on this, and then I'll move on. The uh, Jimmy Carter interview he did in the New York Times. I that was really interesting. He I'd was like asked to hear to, that, read that. He was asked about Barack Obama doing four hundred thousand dollars speeches, and Jimmy Carter said, "I don't care if he gets rich or Clinton gets rich or whatever. I don't want to get into a bragging position. I'm not trying to do that. But I announced when I was defeated, I was not going to be on corporate boards. I was not going to try and enrich myself with speeches. I was pattering my policy after Harry Truman. Mm. Carter might be our most honorable president we've ever had." While at the same time being, you know, quite ineffective and uh, a little a little too quick to want to uh, cede American power. Yeah, that's a policy question. Right. Yeah. But as a decent human being, I don't think you're going to get any decenter. There are a lot of people, although generally speaking as politicians, who think he's a bitchy old woman. He's just, just a pain. And just a... a, a it's a, well, I said what he is, and they see him that way. It could be it's because he has a conscience. Could be. Um, uh, Maureen Dowd said, when I compared the Clinton Foundation with the Carter Center, Carter noted Rosie and I put money in the Carter Center. We never take any out. Um, well, he, Clintons are greed heads. Everybody knows it. She brought up some other stuff, and he had a, mentioned his White House edict that nobody was allowed to fly first class when he was president. In government. Nobody in America? Oh, in government. Sorry. <laughs> they drag you out of your big comfy chair with lots of leg room and they throw you back into the, the, the terminal. Go buy a regular ticket. And on foreign policy, he said a lot of these problems uh, started long before uh, now. This is a no Trump Monday. And uh, said Barack Obama said a lot, a lot of nice things but reneged on them. And uh, Maureen Dowd said, do you communicate with uh, Barack Obama? Do you have his email address? He just said no. That was hmm. his only answer, so. I don't think he's an Obama fan. No. No, it would seem not. I don't know. Anyway, so you got this restaurant in Long Beach. Um, Sweet Dixie Chicken. Sounds delicious. If I go into Sweet Dixie Chicken, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to get some good chicken. Oh, yeah. I'm excited already. My mouth's a-watering. Boasts a menu of biscuits and gravy, sweet potato hash, salmon benedicts, Frito pies, and bread pudding. Salmon benedict. That sounds good. I'd order that. So this guy's in there eating, and he saw workers sneak a bag of Popeye's chicken into the kitchen. Shortly after he and a friend were seated to the restaurant, he assumed that the chicken was a snack for the kitchen staff, which is kind of weird if that were the case, if you're at a chicken restaurant. Yeah. You want it's probably not from, a good sign. <laughs> yeah, that you want chicken from the Popeye's next door rather than eat the own chicken. Whatever. Right. 
But when his $13 plate of chicken and waffles arrived at the table, he found the taste of this chicken eerily familiar and a touch stale. (laughs) When he asked the waiter where the restaurant had sourced the fried chicken, the waiter said it comes from Popeye's. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sounds like a real tight ship they got going on there. I see through your ruse. (laughs) No, it's not a ruse. We just put it on a plate and (laughs) charge double for it. The restaurant compensated him and his friend for the meal. The restaurant owner uh, uh, put in, uh, responded to a negative Yelp review that we proudly serve Popeye's spicy tenders, but apparently, while they insisted they weren't doing anything wrong, uh, their website did say something different. I lost. Where did I put that? Well, their, their website claim it's okay, here it is. typical jargon. Their admission was at odds with the restaurant's earlier claim on its Facebook Facebook page that everything is made here. Though the messaging on the website has since been amended to clarify that most menu items are made from scratch. <laughs> most. You go to a restaurant where they get food from another restaurant and slap it on the plate. And again, I guarantee you they charged you more than you're going uh, to. Well, well, otherwise, why would they do it? You got to mark it up by at least a couple of bucks. Hey, to <laughs> me, that's fair. I just paid you two bucks to run over to Popeye's and get me some chicken. I didn't That's want to fair. I'm I didn't, sitting here. I'm comfortable. I didn't want to stand in line at Popeye's, and you right. got cleaner tables. Right. So Exactly. Yeah, My a, buddy wasn't in the mood for chicken. He's getting the <laughs> Salmon Benedict. Everybody wins. Popeye's sold some chicken. Sure. Uh, the restaurant made money. I got my chicken. What's wrong? Yeah, I have zero problem with that as a business plan. It's just the whole, oh, no, we're, we're country, what is it, country Dixie chicken. Sweet Dixie chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the sweet part is we don't have to cook any of it. We just go buy it at Popeye's. Yeah, if you name yourself, we serve Popeye's chicken on cleaner tables. <laughs> if that's the name of that. your restaurant, that's okay. We're Popeye's chicken with a less scary clientele. <laughs> Come and see us at Sweet Dixie Chicken. I find Popeye's chicken a little spicy, but their biscuits are good. If you want to drop dead. Uh, but they're they're pretty greasy. Yeah, I haven't eaten at the Popeye's for a long mm-hmm. time. It, it makes me... Uh, well, give, aren't gives you me superior? The, gives me the flame and gurgles. <laughs> Does promise. <laughs> hey, uh, they had a great show on Saturday. The Flaming Gurgles, the really good stuff. Is that a kids thing? So, uh, Michael, oh, that's right. We have our end of the hour music. I was going to say, I'll give you a dollar to hear Little Feet's Dixie Chicken. That's a great song. Do I understand but, we've got a couple of options for a new transition music? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, that, that is correct, Sean. Uh, yeah. Michael, I'm going to play some audio in a minute or two, but go ahead, Sean. Now, listen, I, how much time do we have? Before we get into this... I mean, we could perpetually have new nominees for our oh, transition sure, music. Yeah. I think we ought to appoint transition music for a six-month term, mm. henceforth, and then hold uh, hold unless, auditions. Unless they can't fulfill their duties, in which case they're runner-up. Right, exactly. So you have a, a prospect for us, yep. Sean? All right, here we go. If the point is, if the point is to make me forget what we we're talking about, that would certainly do the trick. I'm not sure I what he says there, but almost uh, suggest that that we skip right to the the chickens clucking part. So just start with this. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, those are of course. Popeye's chicken. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, uh, you know, I should have queued this up to the right spot. Michael, can you play our current transition music? Oh, 
Get to the hoo-hoo. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, how about this one? Good stuff. I don't know. So that's, went into a studio and recorded it. That's when we're doing something silly and we need to transition to serious or super serious and need to transition to silly. We, we play that music. Exactly. Kind of like a... Sometimes it's difficult to make that transition, so we have music to, to you know, makes the skits. <laughs> makes you forget what you were talking about. So now we have a celebrity chef who is uh, creating a culture of sexual harassment, a kitchen bros environment. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.